The following sermon is by Dan Thomas, pastor and teacher at Community Church in Edwardsburg, Michigan. If you've never visited us at Community Church, we invite you to join us at 28647 US 12 West in Edwardsburg. And now, here is Pastor Dan Thomas. We are going back to Psalm 119 today. In fact, we're going to look at the beginning of Psalm 119 uh, in a moment here. Pretty excited about that. You know, it doesn't take a whole lot sometimes to get me pretty excited. But uh, I, I got to tell you ahead of time, though, after church, if somebody says to you, how was the sermon today? Your answer is it was good and really helpful. I'm pretty excited it's going to be. Should, should we practice that? Uh, it was good, really helpful. I'll teach that to you now in case you don't think that later. But uh, we are going to look at the ABCs, which is at the beginning of Psalm 119. I'll explain that in a second here. I thought for an opening illustration, I have a video of my grandson singing the ABC song. But, you know, I don't want to be that kind of grandfather who makes everybody watch his grandkids. So we won't do that. In fact, the first, some of you are disappointed, aren't you? You want to say it? He's pretty good. It was like before his third birthday. And he got at least 17 or 18 of the letters. Okay. Uh, it, it, you know how you get that elemental P? You run that. I still do that. But, uh, but anyway, actually, the first three letters in the Hebrew alphabet, I mentioned last week, Psalm 119 is our longest chapter in the Bible. And it is chopped up into sections of eight verses that are labeled by the Hebrew alphabet. So the first one, and I actually looked up last week. I said I couldn't do the Hebrew pronunciation, so I practiced this week, okay? Uh, the first letter is stink. I forgot it. Uh, it is, I wrote it down here, Aleph, Aleph, okay? And then Bet, I remember that one. They don't pronounce the H. And then that's Gamal, Gamal, okay? So that's our ABCs that we're going to look at, which probably means nothing to most of you, but I wanted to put those letters up here. I wanted to show you this next thing, too, uh, because this is, my, this is my creativity, okay, which is pretty lacking, but I created this slide. I was pretty proud of it. See if you can figure out what I was trying to do here. Anybody see what I'm trying to do? Got to move my head. Prayer and... Bible. What I had seen that I'd never seen before in Psalm 119, I knew it was about the Bible. I knew it was about the Word of God. It talks about the law and the statutes and the commandments and the testimonies of the Lord, all these things. But I had never seen just how much it was a prayer about the Bible and how these two work together. So that's, that's my creativity right there. You got that? visual image uh, for you is that prayer and the Bible so much go hand in hand. So as we go through, and we're going to tackle 24 verses, so i got to get going here, uh, but as we go through this, what I want us to really understand is once we get to verse number four, it's basically a prayer. It's what he's praying. So while I'm not going to so much preach at you, this is what you ought to do. I'm going to encourage you, though, to make this your prayers, okay, to, to, to incorporate Psalm 119 into your prayer life. Now, one of the, the neat things about Psalm 119, those three letters that I gave you, in each section, in the Hebrew, every word, I'm sorry, every line is going to start with that letter. So it really was very poetic the way that it was written. So the first eight verses would have begun gone each one with the letter Aleph. Did I say it right that time? Yeah, I did, Aleph. Pretty good. I'm pretty impressed with my Hebrew uh, here this morning. Okay, so here we go, starting in verse number one. Uh, the psalmist writes, and again, we're not sure exactly uh, who wrote that, but uh, this man that we believe was a rather young man, actually, and a pretty doggone good poet, but he wrote, Blessed are those 
whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. I'm going to stop there. That next verse is number four, and that's really where we move into prayer. Let me just talk about this idea of blessed are those who are following the law of the Lord. Uh, some of you remember the guy with the crystal cathedral from California. Was it Robert, Schu- Robert Schuller? Yeah, Robert Schuller and his Crystal Cathedral. I don't know if you remember that or not. He's a famous TV preacher. But, uh, and we don't usually think of Robert Schuller and think, let's go there to get our doctrine. He kind of went a little haywire on some things. However, he wrote a book towards the end of his uh, uh, ministry that was called The Be Happy Attitudes, where he went through the Beatitudes of Christ from Matthew chapter 5, the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the uh, peacemakers. Blessed are the pure in heart. All those things. He went through and he talked talked about these were the keys to happiness and he was actually right that word blessed really does carry that idea this is the key as far as happiness goes so as to begin with what I want you to see is he's saying the way to happiness really is to walk in the law of the Lord in fact uh, here's the little quote that I found this week I was excited about apart from the instruction of the word we don't really know how to be happy Apart from the instruction of the Word, we don't really know how to be happy. Now, we look for happiness everywhere. I am always amazed at our little Berg of Edwards. I don't know. That's what we call it. Uh, but, uh, and I don't, you, you know, usually I'm coming across 12. I come up 12, and, and I don't come up really through town. But the last couple of days, I actually had occasion to drive up 62. So I came from Granger and went up through town. Now, of course, Edwardsburg has one place where you can get groceries and, you know, things you need for life, the Dollar General. And uh, I actually run over there quite a bit when we need something here. You know, I'll run into the Dollar General, so I've been in there. I don't think I have ever seen more than a half dozen cars in there. There's usually about three people in the store uh, at the Dollar General where you get things like that. However, just down the road from the Dollar General, I can't even remember the initials on there, but it's a little marijuana dispensary. I have never seen less than 10 cars in that parking lot. And sure enough, it was like that yesterday. And, and then you go on past where Lunkers used to be, and it's, it's the same deal. But the idea that somehow, not to mention our billboard in our parking lot out here, uh, but not, the idea that somehow people are looking for happiness. But the sad thing is, I, I got thinking about this this morning, too. I actually had this song playing in my head as I walked around the church. But there's a song, a country song, says something about all you have to do is put a beer in my hand or a glass in my hand or whatever like that. But there's so many people that think, basically, I can't have any fun if I don't have alcohol or marijuana. And I'm not really even going after alcohol or marijuana. I'm just saying God says the key to fun, if you will, the key to happiness, the key to life is follow his commands, not to try to fill up your life and find happiness in these other areas. Okay, so let's keep that in mind as we dig in, as we go forward here. Verse number four is our last verse there. Again, now he's turning his words towards God. He's talking to God. He says, you have commanded that your precepts be kept diligently. By the way, they are to be kept diligently. We don't make the laws, which we like to do as people. We decide what's right and wrong. Uh, We are to keep his precepts diligently. Oh, that your ways, I'm sorry, oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Okay, now understand this again. This is what he's praying. Dear God, help me keep your statutes. 
that I may not be put to shame. Keep me on a path so that I'm not living in shame. I'm not embarrassed. I had an incident in my life this week where I I actually still need to work on making it right somewhat because my speech was in a direction it totally shouldn't have been. And, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, you feel guilty and, you know, I got to go make that right and everything like that. It was was something that after I said it, I thought somebody heard it that I didn't think would hear it. And I thought I shouldn't have even said that if I didn't want somebody else to hear it. But he, but the psalmist is saying, God, keep me from that stuff. I want to follow your ways so I don't have to worry about shame and guilt and everything like that. I will praise you with an upright heart. By the way, this is something I think, uh, I think you know, Adam and I have talked some about this and different folks who come up and lead worship. I think sometimes you think, man, am I fit to be up here leading worship today? Well, first of all, I want to tell you I asked that same question about me standing up here preaching the Word of God. Uh, how can you do it? Because is my heart really upright? But it is, again, my heart is not upright just because of my activity. It is God who turns me upright. It is God's righteousness in me. So what, what you want to do is lean into His righteousness, confess my sin, look to Him, and say, and get God, put me in a place where I can praise you that I learn your righteous rules, that I follow this, uh, I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. Now, that's our first section. That is the A that we go through. If I could summarize it, and this is probably an oversimplification, but I think one of the things that we want to pray is, God, keep me straight. Okay, keep me on the straight path. Okay, help me to do right. And, and I, please think with me for a second. Do we pray that? You know, ah, I messed up again, but do we start, you know, Lord, lead me not into temptation, deliver me from evil. Do we pray, God, keep me on the straight path? We bought, about a month ago, we bought a brand new car. Not, not new to me. New, new. I'd like an ooh after I say that. Hold on. About a month, wait, timing is important. Uh, about a month ago, I bought a brand new car. Yeah. Uh, I, here's what I struggle with. My favorite car that I ever had, some of you will remember this, when I first got here, uh, Lou and Betty Woods had a white pickup truck that they sold me for a couple thousand bucks. I loved that car. Okay, or I love that truck. Uh, first of all, stick shift. Every the window was manual. It just had an AM radio. Uh, there were no little lights on the dashboard. You know, you had your gas gauge and your tachometer. You know, that that was it. I love that car. Uh, I mean, I still cry sometimes just thinking about it. I love that car. So now I got a brand new car, okay? There are, I, I counted them this morning on the way in. There are 20 different stinking buttons just on the steering wheel, okay? And I don't know what half of them do. In fact, on the way back from uh, Indianapolis, we were visiting my daughter just after I got it. I was trying to turn on the cruise control, and I forgot which button was supposed to be the cruise control, and I turned on this thing that keeps you in the lane, Okay, I don't mean I don't mean it beeps when you go to the side. I mean it it fights you to to go to the side. So all the way home, my wife's like, <laughs> like that because I'm not saying I drift a lot when I drive, but I drift a lot when I drive. Uh, and they, and it kept throwing me back into the lane. You know, now someone was nice enough to point out to me that if I'd use my turn signal, it wouldn't happen. But th- that's not the issue. Uh, but all the way back, I was driving me crazy because I kept hitting different buttons, and then I had it in the sport power mode and all this stuff, and I don't know what was going on, but I couldn't find that button that turned off the stupid thing that kept throwing me back in, in the lane. It was by the way, by the way, just another side note about this stupid car. Every day I've gotten in it since I bought it, I hear this voice say, be careful for icy roads. Asked me how many times she said that today. Zero. 
you know, for a month, she couldn't shut up about the icy roads. Uh, today, not a word. But, but anyway, back to the, back to the story. Uh, this guideline, that this, this feature of the car that, that throws me in the right lanes, that's what he's saying. God, turn this on in my life. Okay, so that when I'm heading down the wrong road, that beeper goes off. Pull me back. Pull me back. Help me to walk straight. Is that part of our prayer life? Okay, that's what the psalmist wrote. Okay, let's continue here. Verse number 9. He says, how can a young man keep his way pure? Now, before we go into this for a second, it is kind of, first of all, great question, and do we ask that question? God, how can I stay pure? How can I keep myself pure? This young man asked that question. I don't think it is specific to a young man, but would you consider something with me? It could be. Young men are, they need a lot. Okay, uh, play this game with me for a second. Just uh, you're watching the news. The news anchor stands up or uh, sitting there, and she, and of course they have the video screen behind her to show you. And she ta- starts talking about a car hijacking, and you see the person responsible. Then she talks about a bank robbery, and you see the person responsible. And then she talks about a gang shooting, and you see the person responsible. Did you see all those people? You got any women up there? <laughs> no, uh, we we know that men, young men in particular, a lot of times their physical and their even sexual maturity is way ahead of their spiritual maturity, and they mess up a lot. And what God wants to do, God wants to do, guys. What God wants to do, guys. God wants to claim your youth. Okay, some of us look back at our youth and we say, "Man, I made a mess of this." You know, God, God redeemed it, and God has brought things back, but I made a mess of this. God wants to claim your youth now, not just the young man. God wants your youth, okay? Uh, God, God wants it. Uh, so how are you going to do this? How can a guy do this? By guarding his heart. How? According to your word. And then he says, with my whole heart I seek you. We'll come back to that whole heart that comes up again. But it is not the opposite of a broken heart. A whole heart is the opposite of a divided heart. One that is chasing after this, this, and this and trying to give God just a little piece of his life. He said, with my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I've stored up your word in my heart. Some of you remember the King James. Thy word have I hid in my heart, O Lord, that I might not sin against you. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. I mean, look what he's saying here. How is the young man to keep his way pure, uh, let, to not wander from his commandments? He is to store up the word of God. He is to have a reservoir of knowledge and even memorization of the word of God in his life. So he has that there. So he has those tools. Teach me your statutes. He is to have a reservoir, again, of learning, that he has learned the Word of God, how important it is that this be built, built up in a, in, a, in a person's life, that we have these tools. How are you going to stay pure? The Word of God says it very plain. Know it. Memorize it. Keep it. With my lips, speak it. Let me declare the works of my mouth. With my lips, speak it. Do you know this is something that uh, maybe I should just say I lack in? but I think we lack in a lot of times. Just speaking the word, it's almost like sometimes we're embarrassed, but speaking the word to each other, husbands and wives, sharing the word, reading the word out loud together as a family. Say, I'm not real sure what to do, you know, but sometimes say, hey, to speak the word, to say this phrase. And, and, I, and you, you've probably seen this in me. I get this sometimes. I don't like to come across as the pastor man with the biblical cliche for everything. Let me tell you this, my brother. Uh, truth is, I hate that guy. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, so sometimes I'm kind of gun shy about that. 
But I want to be the Word of God. I want to be speaking the Word of God into people's lives. And I want to be sharing in that way. And, and sometimes, you know, we talk about music will help us do that because music will have the Word of God in it. And we can proclaim it in that way. But uh, he says, in the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I want to value the Word of God. It is amazing sometimes, you know, you get to uh, I'd like to get a new Bible. Well, I recommend this uh, study Bible. I mean, it'll cost about 50, 70 bucks. Well, I can't do that. <laughs> I can drop you know, twice that for shoes, but for a Bible, no way. It is amazing how much, it, when we really think about it, how much this is not valued. In fact, how much this is the last thing on our list as far as something we want to make sure is in our life. It's kind of like if we have enough time. Okay? But the psalmist says, I, in all your testimonies, I delight as much as in riches. I want to value it. I will meditate again. I will fix my eyes. I'm going to focus on your word. I want this to be part of my thinking, part of my day. Uh, in a home the other night, and what, you know, saw the scripture on the walls. You know, people do the stencils and stuff like that. But whatever it takes to get the word of God uh, before your eyes is a great idea. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Uh, let's go to kind of a second thing we want to be praying. We want to pray, God, keep me straight. And I guess we'd also say, God, keep me grounded. Keep me in your word. Keep, keep me there. So I'm not easily washed away. Um, uh, Dennis and I were talking this, this week about, uh, and this is a terrible conversation to, to, to have, but we we're talking about different people who have fallen uh, from faith and uh, and and different pastors that have fallen things like that and it wasn't like yeah and this guy I mean it was it was very much like this is tragic there's a, a video series we were talking about out on some things like that when people fall away and I thought to myself okay in my life where I am right now is there anybody that I would be sorry I don't want to say the wrong word here is there anybody that I would be um um uh, I would, I would kind of lose it if they fell. Oh, okay. Uh, not just uh, that I'd be surprised. Okay. Now, there's a lot of people I'd be very disappointed, but, okay, sorry, I just rambled all over the place. As I think about that, where I am now in life, and I don't mean to sound callous, but I don't know that there's anybody that would surprise me if I found out they were phony. Well, quite honest, I've lived a long life. I've seen a lot of people like that. I don't know that anybody would totally uh, surprise me. They'd be disappointed, except for this, except for this. The one consistency that I have seen in the lives of people that walk faithfully that's, is that they are grounded in the Word of God. Okay? I don't, uh, I don't like lifting anybody up. In fact, I debate it whether or not I want to say this. I don't like to lift anybody up in human and say, look, look at this. But... Um, yeah, I've mentioned this before. My wife, I say this, she's more spiritually minded than I am. She deals with life better than, truth is, she deals with life better than anybody I know. But the other thing that I have seen very consistently is that she has always been in the Word of God. Okay, now I didn't say me has always been in the Word of God. I've had spells where I'd get up and teach it during the week, but then in my own personal life, it wasn't even part of it. So I have not consistently maintained that like I wish I could say I had, but I watched her do that. And, and a couple other people came to mind in the same way. They, they, they spend time in the Word of God always. It's like priority job one. It's more important than have the house clean. It's more important than getting the oil changed. Uh, job, job one is I'm going to spend time in the Word of God. Lord, keep me grounded in your word. Pray that prayer. Third section, to the gem, gemal, gemal, uh, to the sea here. The psalmist went on, he said, deal bountifully with your servant 
that I might live and keep your word. Sounds like a little presumptuous prayer. Deal bountifully with your servant. But look at his reasoning. <laughs> Why he can be so bold in talking to God. Deal bountifully with me. Why? That I might live and keep your word. That's what I want to do. The focus, the turn back is to the glory of God. It's not so I can have everything I want, do everything I want to do, deal bountifully with me, God. Uh, bless me that I may keep your word. And then he says, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Open my eyes. That word there, open, is the same word that's found in a story. Some of you might be familiar with the story of uh, Balaam and uh, his donkey. Some of you remember that story from, uh, you know, wh wherever. And uh, there's a place where God opens his eyes that he can see the angel, that he can see God working there. And that is the prayer of the psalmist. God, help me to see you in this. God, help me to see you. You see, we don't need a new revelation. What we need is what has the truth that is already there to be revealed. You know, people are always looking for a new truth. There is no new truth. But we ask God to continue to reveal His truth. I've said this before. That's one of the things I love so much about the Word of God. You come back to a passage that you've read many times before, and you say, Shazam, what? where'd that come from? But the Holy Spirit reveals it, and He opens our eyes. Pray that prayer. Oh, God, open my eyes that I may behold one... Wonders things. I want to sit there. Uh, we had something on yesterday morning, you know, it was Rock the Park or something like that, and they were saying, this view is just wondrous. And uh, that's how I want to look at the Word of God. Wow. God, show me this. I want to see the wonders of your Word, the wonders of your truth, because I am a sojourner on earth. Okay? With this, help us to remember. Let's say it like this. We need a connection to our homeland. We want to go through this world with a connection to our homeland, just remembering that we are sojourners here. We're just passing through. Hide not your commandments from me. I want to know them. My soul is consumed with a longing for your rules at all times. Okay, this is eating me up. I want this. I have a hunger for it. You rebuke the insolent, uh, our cursed ones who wander from your commandments take away okay i know that's going to happen those are wandering away take that away from me i don't want the scorn i don't want the contempt for i want to keep your testimonies even though princes sit plotting against me your servant will meditate on your statutes okay even though princes sit plotting against me remember the great philosopher pumba who said if the world turns his back on you can you finish it you turn your back on the world. Right? Uh, the great, uh, but uh, what God says here is if the world turns its back on you, turn to me. When the world turns its back on you, look to me, turn to me. Okay? The princess, they're going to plot against me, but I want to come back to your word. I want to run back to your word. Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. Okay, do you remember about 12 years ago, I think it was the uh, Casting Crowns had a song, What If God's People Pray? Do, do, do. I always remember the line in there that says, what if they stop asking Oprah what to do? Uh, and Stop asking uh, Oprah what to do. What if they, they turn back and they, and they run to God in that way? So watch what the psalmist prays here, okay? Look, look, at, look at him. He prayed, God, keep me straight. Are we praying that? God, keep me straight. I want to follow your law. Keep me. I'm just, just being real. Okay, I know. Well, yeah, that's simple. Okay, but I wonder if we took survey, how many people are making that a part of your life? God, keep me from wrong. I want to follow your law. God, keep me grounded. I want to stay in your word. Help me with, with that. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me, basically, to summarize a lot of what this says, um, let's see, where'd this go? The blessed life is found in obedience, but it's not within my power. 
The blessed life is found in obedience, but that's not within my power. So I'm saying, God, help me. You keep me straight, Lord, please. I want to I follow your word. You keep me grounded. God, you keep me learning. Open my eyes. I just want to keep learning. I want to keep knowing more of your word. Uh, keep me hungry. Keep me thirsting. Keep me hungering uh, after you and after your truth and after your word. Oh, man, I'm sorry. You ready for just a quick commercial before we wrap things up? I totally forgot at the beginning when I was talking about being a grandfather. Galen just walked in. He's doing the count. Galen became a grandfather last night. Caden? Caden, first grandson. All right, sorry. Sorry, I had to stop and say that because I wanted to say that at the beginning. I, I totally forgot. But listen, as we summarize this, <laughs> not that I have ADD or anything like that, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, I, but I hope you'll grab onto this. We're going to reread through this in a second. Let me explain. Because uh, I think another thing we want to be praying is, Lord, keep me praying. What I'd like to do, I'm going to put, beginning in verse number four, I'm going to put the verses back up here, and we're going to read them again. I hope you have, if you have a Bible, you can look at it on your own, or if you have it on your phone or something, you can look at it, or, or, but I put it up here in case you don't. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to find a, at least one, verse that you're going to take out and say, I'm going to pray this today. Okay, I'm going to pray. In fact, we're going to take a little moment here at the end and give everybody opportunity just to, just to pray for a little bit. So I want you to look for and say, God, ask God now, you know, hey, what, what verse would you have? What idea would you have in here that you want me to pray? So, actually, I'm sorry, I'm picking it up. He started in four into the prayer. And then, okay, keep, me, uh, keep my ways and be steadfast in keeping your statutes. I shall not be put to shame. Lord, would you keep me from doing stupid things that put me to shame? Help me to stay fixed on your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart. Lord, I, I don't even feel comfortable saying that because my heart isn't upright. But God, I want, I want you to clean up my heart today. Lord, I confess to you this. And I, I, want, I want to know what it is to, to uh, be cl uh, clothed, to bathe in your righteousness I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. Lord, don't leave me hanging. I can't do this on my own. Don't forsake me. Don't, don't leave me hanging. I want to follow you. Lord, would you keep me? I want to guard my heart according to your word. I want to seek you with my whole heart. God, I want, to, I want your word to fill up my mind. I want to store it up there. I want to have a reservoir of your truth in my mind. Help me to develop that. Teach me, Lord. Teach me more about your word, your statutes. I, I'm having trouble understanding your word sometimes. God, would you teach me your Holy Spirit? Would you reveal? Would you open my eyes to it? God, help me to proclaim your truth. Help me to share it with other people in my life. Help me to delight in it and love your word, Lord. I don't, I don't really right now, but I want to. Help me to meditate. Keep my eyes fixed on you. Keep my focus. Help me to delight. Delight like more than anything. I don't want to go away from your word. I want to live. I want to keep your word. Would you bless me to do that? Would you pour uh, out your blessings on me because I want to follow you? God, open my eyes. Help me to see how incredible your word is right now. And you know, Maybe there's a little block there and you're struggling with that. Help me to see that. Help me to remember this world is not my home. I'm a sojourner here. And, uh, and help me to focus on the, the eternal commands that, that are so much more valuable than anything here. My soul is consumed with longing for your rules. Give me that, Lord, I pray. I know the path of those who are walking away from your commandments, 
Lord, keep me away from that scorn. I, I don't want to feel that when I think about you. I don't want to feel that contempt that somehow you're disappointed in me all the time. I don't want to feel that. I want to know uh, your righteousness, and I don't want to walk in that way. And Lord, I know there's always going to be somebody who plots against your servants. Always going to be. Let me run to your word. Your testimonies, Lord, help me to light, for they are my counselors. Now, I'm sorry, uh, uh, hopefully I didn't go too fast there. Uh, hopefully there's something that God's Spirit highlighted to say, hey, this is, this is what I want you to pray today. Uh, I, I want to show you something else, too. We, we have, uh, you know, right now still, and I'm not going to list everybody just because I do a very poor job of that. I'm afraid of leaving folks out, but we still have some folks with some serious physical needs that you all know about. Uh, and you probably don't know about everybody, but different people will know about some, and maybe somebody's not part of our church family, but it is very serious, and you want to pray for them. Uh, uh, Francis texted me yesterday and just said, hey, I was reading this and, and uh, th you know, thought about actually, thought about praying this for, J for Jeremy. Uh, Psalm 30, the whole thing, in fact, the four verses before this are great. Uh, the psalmist just talked about how I want to lead others in praising you, God. I ask for your mercies because I want to lead others in praising you. And we thought, man, we're going to pray that for Jeremy over and over again. But here's the last four verses of Psalm 30. You've turned... For me, my morning into dancing, you've loosed my sackcloth, you've clothed me, clothed me with gladness, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. And, you know, maybe in that there's a prayer even for some others that, God, you would turn their mourning, their hardship into dancing, Lord, that they would, uh, that you would clothe them in, in gladness, that you would make their hearts to leap and praise you again. There are so many different things like this, and I want to encourage you with everything as far as, and like I said, I, I knew Psalm 119 was about the Word of God. I never really saw how much it is just a prayer like that. But I want to encourage you, if you're struggling right now, if you, and, and even if you've started into a devotional plan and you thought, ah, I'm really struggling with that, staying with it, or maybe you've already given up, the Psalms is a great place to go through. And just make those the prayer of your heart each day. And if you just even took a few minutes and say, God, how could I, how could I pray this? How, how could I pray this the way the psalmist had this in mind? Uh, psalm 30 is a psalm of David. And, uh, you know, just a beautiful th thing to go. But I, I want to encourage you to do that. I, I haven't said this at all today, and I want to make sure I say this, especially if you are a guest. When I talk about keeping the Word of God, when I talk about living right and following His commands, I want you to know that that is never in Scripture, the pathway to righteousness. It's not the pathway to getting right with God. It's not the pathway to heaven. The pathway to heaven, God's Word makes very plain, is through Jesus Christ and Him alone. And the fact that we recognize that we cannot get there on our own, we cannot keep His law, we need a Savior. We need Jesus Christ. So I don't ever want to lead anybody astray to think, oh, church is all about keeping the rules. But what God says here in the psalm very plainly throughout this is these rules are for your good. Okay, blessed is the man who walks in this way. Okay, so I want to encourage you as you go through, you know, it, it sounds kind of funny, but keep the rules so God doesn't get mad at you. No, I'm saying keep the rules so you can have a, a happy life. It sounds kind of pretty selfish, but, uh, but that's where it is. God has designed these rules. They're never to be grievous. They're never to be a pain. They are designed for our good. And, uh, and may, we, uh, may we walk in them. May we cry out to God and say, God, I can't do this on my own. I need you. 
Now, what I wanted to do this morning, and, and we, don't, we don't always do this, but um, I just want to give you a chance to pray. Um, and I want to open it up. Maybe you want to pray where you are. Maybe you don't, you know, you're not, you're not there right now. You're not going to pray. That's okay. But I wanted to give you a chance to. I wanted you to maybe pray through one of those psalms. I want you to pray for the people in your life that are hurting. I want you to pray, uh, you know, that God would just increase your desire for the Word of God. Maybe you look across the room and there's somebody you think, hey, uh, I want to pray with them. I want to gather with them. I want you to feel free to move around. Um, there is nothing special about this tile of carpet as opposed to the one that you're standing on now. But if you'd like to come to the front, which I think I'm going to do, uh, and I'm going to you know, just ask Francis to come up and join me. should have given her a heads up in case she didn't want to. She wants to pray for somebody else. Uh, but uh, but to, to, you know, just to pray, if you would like to come up here and pray, if there's somebody else you'd like to pray with, maybe there is a particular individual that you just really want to lift up before the Lord. You want to say, God, show, show mercy on them. Would you touch them? You know, maybe it's his healing. Maybe, and, and think about this too. You know, we, we, because we are focused on this life, are all about physical needs. But maybe you know somebody who's walking away from God and they're, they're shriveling up spiritually and you want to lift them up and pray for them because of that great loss there that is, in, in many ways, from an eternal perspective, even a bigger deal if somebody's walking away and you want to pray. Maybe you want to ask somebody to pray with you. I don't know. I just kind of wanted to leave it wide open. I think that the guys are just going to real softly put on a little sweet hour of prayer and give us a quiet time here so that we can pray. I just wanted you to have that opportunity before you left today. Father, um, you change us during prayer. Would you continue to use this time in our lives? Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Dan Thomas of Community Church in Edwardsburg. For more information about the church, you can visit our website, edwardsburg.church. You may also contact the church via email, info at edwardsburg.church, or call us at 269-663-2648. Thank you for listening.